I don't know. Do you want to become vampires? Yeah. Well, no, I like the daylight. Think about it. Think about it. What kind of vampire? Glitter vampires. Okay, then yes. It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, through the internet, that's right, she loves the internet, and she's coming to you through it. It's Catherine Kogart. Hey, it's me. For the listener at home, I was pointing to myself madly while Tim was doing that, because guess what I think is important? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, I mean, we we bring a variety of opinions. You know, I think I'm important, you think you're important. Uh Uh, I don't know. I think I'd like to agree to disagree. Here. <laughs> and that's what makes this work is that we can have these discussions and still right. respect each other a little bit, but like obviously know who's the most important part of the show at the end of the day. I'm I mean that's that's Trundle. <laughs> Our alien mascot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Trundle. Uh, so important. That's like his that's his key <laughs> characteristic. <laughs> Love Trundle. <laughs> Top guy. Uh, so, Catherine, do you yes, have Jim. any idea what Trundle's made out of? Uh, well, I just I just noticed that he's a little bit lucid, but I haven't really figured out what he's made out of. Is it gelatin? Uh, maybe. Is, is he a little bit, uh, is glassy, is that like, does that mean lucid or does that mean like high on opium? <laughs> Wait, what? I was just thinking, I was I was ham-handedly trying to segue into today's topic, glass blowing, and... And I was actively working against you. Sure. Well, you, but you said lucid, and I was like, well, that means you can see through it, right? Like, or... Right? Yeah. Quick I guess, question. I think what I'm trying to say is translucid, if not see. instead of lucid. Yeah. Are those related? What do words mean, Catherine? Uh, words mean a lot of different things. Words mean whatever you need them to mean. Oh, that's such a cop-out. Just give me an example. Jeez. I'm trying to get my head okay. around the concept of words. Machinations means <laughs> plots and plans. Okay. Which I always thought was funny because if you remove the L's, then it's pots and pants. <laughs> yeah, and if you remove the L's from machinations, you get machinations. Which must mean it's pots and pans. Am I getting how words yeah. work? I'm not sure yet. What are words? No, I think you... Okay. Uh, by George, I think you've got it. So it's, um, other well, words, what they mean. Vicissitudes means life's changes. Life's little changes. Okay. And if you take out all the C's, you get... Uh, vitudes means life's hanges. So that makes sense, too. Okay, good. Words are words. Well, got it. S's and vicissitudes. I just don't know which ones are S's and which ones are C's. Don't tell anyone. I don't know. Ah, well, the student has become the master. I've been playing with words this whole time. <gasps> wow. See, that's that's why that's why I love our dynamic because you never know where it's going. Mm. <laughs> Not least towards Trundle, the C three alien. It's the well, yeah. I don't know where he's going. Trundle, where are you going today? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Have fun, Trundle. Okay. Um, is Trundle blue from Blue's Clues? 
I can't I can't see Trundle. He's translucent. But I'm just a little uh-huh. like thinking about it. I'm like putting some pieces together. I recently learned about words and now I'm starting to think about sounds. And uh, I wonder if maybe those sounds are similar to other you sounds. Know, Blue's species thinks that we all sound the same, so... Oh, no. I was accidentally super racist to imaginary things. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, this happens all the time to me. Maybe it's time for me to take a close look at me, Tim. Hey, so just I have a really quick question. Go on. What's our topic this week? Glass blowing. That's right. We're talking about... Oh! When you are looking at the man in the mirror and asking him to change his ways, you're going to look through a big pane of glass onto a reflective surface. But let's talk about that glass first. The reflective surface, maybe some other time. We'll get back to it. I want you to episode. stop at the reflective surface. I'm pretty sure we did an episode on mirrors, right? I think that we did, yeah. Because I think like that, that I felt like I understood how they worked beforehand. And then you're like, but wait, it's more interesting than that. And I don't remember why. It's your episode <laughs> on mirrors. Today, talking about the thing just in front of a mirror. That's glass. Also a window. Also, um, you know, things made of glass. That's that's where we're at. Trundle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Um, <laughs> that was Trindle, uh, Trundle's cousin. Oh, yeah. It's the Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> The I'm so annoyed with Trindle. Why did people hate Scrappy Doo? Because he was annoying. He just like he, he didn't so feel Scooby. necessary. Well, I don't know. Scooby was all right. He was like a laid back stoner. You know, at least Scrappy had ambitions. I think that was my issue. It was that Scrappy had ambitions, and Scooby yeah. was just like chill. Just want to like eat big sandwiches and hang it- out with his bro. I think he was a great foil for Scooby because he really brought up like. Like, Scooby has some wisdom. Like, he's learned some things traveling around with this child in this children's van. Uh, when you say child, do you mean uh, Shaggy or do you mean... Uh... Shaggy? Who's a child? I mean, emotionally. They're teenagers. Sure. They're teenagers. They're not children. They are. They are. They're like less than 18. Did you know? It wasn't until like the 1950s that we even had the concept of teenagers. We would have just thought of them as small adults. Interesting. Yeah, it's time that you get out of your mystery machine and you start getting a job solving actual crimes. Uh, but Fred's really into traps. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, it's the I, best part of the I, I, I will not have this podcast once again become a moratorium. Not a moratorium. A help me out here. Come on. An ad, really. <laughs> I will not have it once again be an advertisement for the Hanna Barbera production company. For Scooby Doo and the Mystery of Crystal Cove. <laughs> because uh, they reboot it. First of all, they have parents now, which is good. They needed parents. Mm. And second of all, they recast Fred, who was a boring character before, but they retooled him, so now he's obsessed with traps. Well, so Daphne's like, Hey Fred, you're so handsome. And Fred's like, I gotta finish this trap. <laughs> I mean, pretty good. Which I found pretty great i liked that the uh the viewer could project their own uh thoughts onto fred before because you're just like yeah he seems bland but he's wearing that ascot something's up and he's very he's also very ambitious maybe you just don't like ambitious cartoon characters oh i said i liked fred what are you talking about oh okay yeah uh, never mind Okay, well, uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, spin the big wheel. We're talking about tick, glass. Tick, 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 tick. Glass blowing, specifically. The production yes. of glass. Catherine, uh, yeah. do you uh, know how to do glass blowing? I've done it once. Really? Did you take a little course? Yeah. Uh, it was actually, interestingly, in AP chemistry, it was kind of like 
spring senior year of high school. Let's have some fun. Um, you know what chemists have to do a lot? They have to blow their own glass because they're trying to do interesting and specific experiments. Mm. Um, so let's play with glass blowing. So turn on the Bunsen burner, get like a glass stir, eh, do whatever you want. I don't care. Just I'm like read this magazine. <laughs> Shake it up, baby. Now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a similar experiment. I mean, not experiment. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, time waster. Um, in my eighth grade chemistry class, uh, I forget what we had to do. I think we had to make stirrers from like glass straws or something. Wait, um, what? You just sort of like it's. <laughs> I could be wrong on this. Uh, you know, Mr. Nazareth, feel free to write in. Um, <laughs> uh, I love this. Let's invite specific people to write in from yeah, here on. <laughs> I cannot think of another person who would correct me on this. Or anyone who would even have a stake in like being like, Tim, your eighth grade science class didn't seem that great. We watched Flubber a lot. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. Uh, you have mentioned that. I don't know if it was on or off the air, but I think it's fascinating. And which Flubber did you watch? The Robin Williams Flubber? Robin Williams? Was, sure, sure. Was there a different Flubber? Was there a Jerry Lewis Flubber? I might have been. I always remember an Eddie Murphy Flubber. I'm pretty sure that's not true. You're thinking of... Um... I might have invented that. <laughs> Uh, the Nutty Professor, which there was a Jerry Lewis version of. I think I am. Yeah, I think I am. Right. Uh, well, instead, uh, no, we just kind of like melted some glass and we're like, oh, I think we had to bend it. Was the deal too? Like, oh yeah, this this thing needs to be bent in order to pipe something somewhere. So heat it up okay. on a Bunsen burner. You'll be interested to know though, uh, unless you did actual glass blowing, which you might have done because you took a much more advanced course than I did. Um, uh-huh. or, or rather, I did blow on it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, typically that's called lamp working uh, it's when you use a torch at small scale and to produce like uh, and that that is often done in precision lab equipment whereas glass blowing is uh, usually larger scale and less precision not always you know like you can do glass blowing for uh, precision equipment but often you're you're torch working okay okay were, do you think you were torch working or do you think you were glass blowing i was torch working i, I would say. say well good work to you and i say good work to me and I say good work to the listener for getting through the past 10 minutes. And we'll be back in a moment on this little show we call Encyclopedia Brunch. talking about glass blowing uh so you did it once in class um did so you haven't done say now uh in your hometown of uh, seattle washington usa earth um there's a lot of different uh like glass blowing opportunities um i know because uh having been there as a tourist previously uh the people i would with would look up and be like no oh, maybe we could go like watch some glass blowing that'd be cool. oh we could take a course Ugh. look at that <laughs> i don't know it is kind of cool 
that glass community is kind of cool, but it means that we all have opinions about glass. Well, tell me your opinions about glass. Like, where is this coming from? Like, did you have a bad, uh, a, a bad omen? <laughs> Uh, I mean, everybody in the glass blowing community has a like the nightmare story about Dale Tuhuli and how he's a jerk. Okay, so here's where we need to talk. <laughs> and that gets around a little bit about Dale Tuhuli because years ago, years and years ago, um, you said to me, "Well, we have a Tuhuli," as though it was just a thing everyone knows about, um, like as though this person is just super famous. And this is a classic. Either Tim is just has complete blank spots in his life, or <laughs> this thing is just like up in the northwest and is super mega popular in the little dome up there, the Citadel, as, as I've Steve called it. I've seen them around the world. No, yeah, and he he also you know I've done some research on this guy. Uh, like he's had things in Kew Gardens, which is a um a very uh, famous place for glass, I guess. Um, you know, it's a place in London. It's famous. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, he's famous, but I just like not at the level of say Georgia O'Keeffe, where I would be like, oh, of course, I've seen those in my doctor's offices. Um, okay, yeah, but uh, but he's so, the most famous glass blower, right? And I just think we should talk a little bit about Mr. Dale Tahuli, just in case uh, the listeners are not totally up to date on this thing. This is a learning right. program, so yeah. To picture Dale Tahuli, the listeners should close their eyes and think about Mad-Eye Moody from the a Harry Potter terrifying... movie. Oh, yeah. That's what he looks like. He, he looks, looks like, like Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He's basically just like an old grizzled man who has an eye patch. Um, and he apparently acts like Mad-Eye Moody, too. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I... Um, You'll be interested to know when I was uh, looking up glass blowing, one of those like Google auto answers. In fact, it was the very first Google auto answer for glass blowing. No further information was how did Jail- Dale Tahuli lose his eye? <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's clearly a dominant character, but uh, I hadn't known anything about him. So, all right, so you got Dale Chihuly up there, and that seems yeah. like it's, you know, he, he was a founder of, a, you know, a lot of the glassworking school up there, it seems. Yes, um, I would say. And that's, uh, what is that to you? What do you care that you've got a crazy wizard over there? <laughs> I mean, he has a very particular, like, he has a very obvious and particular style of glass blowing, no. Like, his pieces, and you're all like, oh, yeah, that's obviously a Dale Chihuly. What would you say uh, stands out about them? They look like terrifying. Like if the great spaghetti monster, right, of Pastafarian fame, was a glass sculpture. That's what a Dale Chihuly would look like. Yeah, seems about right. Um, um, which is kind of cool. No, yeah, like, you know, if we look up his pieces, like, I don't know, they're, they're like, interesting. And it's it's also really interesting that you could do that with glass. Um, because, uh, I mean, glass blowing is essentially, uh, like, the very, very basic is, well, we get it real hot and stick it on the end of a blowpipe. And then you blow air inside and you treat it kind of like it's a balloon. And then, uh, but it's, it's like a balloon with heft. So you can, like, move it around and, like, change balances. If you ever see them uh, working, sometimes they'll, like, rotate it to keep it sort of spherical. Oh, you know, sure. It's heavy liquid. It's going to drip off like honey. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also use that to your advantage to like move junk around. And so, yeah, I don't know. He's doing like interesting stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you get those totally. like big gooey guys. I don't know either. Um, however, like, 
So because he founded so many techniques, he's just very litigious about his techniques. And like apparently over litigious, mm. like somebody will do an apprenticeship with him because he makes none of his own art because he has no depth perception because he has one eye. <laughs> Um, and then they will finish their apprenticeship where they like took less pay to learn under Dale Chihuly mm-hmm. and then they'll start their own glass blowing and then he will sue them for what they learned working for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't mean to make this a, uh, there's that word I want. That's not moratorium again. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Come on. We you can don't do want to accuse anybody. No, no. It's like, it's like when you, uh, vote on a specific decision or something. It's not a proposition. I don't want to make this a blank on Dale Chihuly. Oh, you, who well, knows? A judgment on Dale Chihuly? Yeah, that's not also what I'm going. That's the word you're thinking of. It's lost to the ether. We'll never have it. Goodbye, word. <laughs> Trundle, can you go get that word for us? <laughs> Thanks, um, Trundle. So uh, Chihuly's been through quite a bit. Not to make this all about him, but uh, he had a head-on car accident where he flew through the windshield. His face was severely cut by, ironically, glass. His worst enemy and, and his greatest friend. He's got like a real Ahab thing going on. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the pirate what, with bit. The one eye, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also he was a glass blower until 1979 when he had a body surfing accident and that uh, made him no longer able to uh, hold the glass blowpipe. And so that's why he hires other people. And so, I don't know. I mean, like he's in an interesting position because it's like, well, I don't know. His value is in how he directs his ideas. So like, how do you maintain that value while you, uh, uh, while other people are like getting your ideas? Because that's sort of part of how a school of art works. But also a school of art works by like you transfer your ideas and then somebody else builds on them. So they need to retain your idea in order to build on it. Yeah. I mean, I get that from an artistic perspective, but from a business perspective, um, like, you know, I don't know, this weird pirate glass guy needs to be able to make a living, right? And he's really good I think at he does just fine. He does just fine. Mm. So we're, ba- yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. He yeah, has, it's true. Uh, a restaurant at the Seattle Center called Collections. And you just eat glass. <laughs> and he's behind you and he's like you'll like this glass you'll eat this glass and you'll <laughs> like this glass i lost an eye oh my goodness At least you could my... do is cut your mouth what i would really love to do more than anything is someday there's a glass garden now in the seattle center and of course we all hate dale chihuly so we all hate the glass garden and that's for horrible tourists who don't understand how terrible dale chihuly is oh it was nice when i went it's fine my greatest dream is to throw a brick at the glass garden <laughs> And just enjoy the crinkly, tinkly sounds of of glass breaking everywhere. See, but now you can't because now it's like this is evidence. Yeah, no. Oh, but so satisfying though. Oh, it would feel so good. Let's take a quick, uh, a quick break from talking about glass blowing to talk about glass breaking. So fun, right? Oh, oh, it's the worst and best feeling at the at the same time. It's just such a rush. What's uh, what's the most satisfying glass breaking you remember? Have you broken? What was the last time you even broke glass? Uh, Probably dropped the glass, oh, right? Last satisfying time? Yeah. The last satisfying time was when we were having trouble getting a cap off of a tube. Um, and so I was like, well, we need the thing that's inside the tube. So I broke the glass. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's actually that's also, fair. that's a very lab glass kind of way because uh, yeah. I've had joints. Well, we got a million of these. Yeah. Oh, I, I've had like joints seize up on like rather expensive pieces of glass where like a round bottom flask with three necks 
uh, meant for like vacuum experiments. And uh, sure. oh, this just stuck to this other thing. Hmm. And uh, yeah, when you give it to the glass people, uh, they go, "Well, I guess I'll just cut the neck off and then you know build a new neck onto it." Uh huh. Yeah. So I guess that's I don't know. It's not satisfying. You don't get to just smash. Yeah. It's not Hulk smash. Not Hulk smash. Mm. A great tragedy. I did uh one time many years ago, um my uh roommate had a Diwali party, uh, and it was supposed to just be like it was initially pitched as like, oh we'll all have dinner, and then it just got like increasingly out of control. <laughs> um to the point where it, it was like a just a crazy party. And I remember waking up the next morning kinda hungover and walking outside and uh being and just like the whole like living room was a huge mess and I was like, Oof, ah, good party. All right. And then I walked out and I looked into the back patio and there was just broken glass everywhere. And I suddenly remembered that someone had been like, I just went to Pier 1 and I bought, or it might have been Cost Plus World Market, but I went to one of places like that. And uh, (laughs) This is all part of what he was yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And uh, I brought these glasses. They say they're unbreakable. It's my first wine glasses. We were younger people, you know. Um, And they say they're unbreakable. And someone else was like, well, we should see. (laughs) <laughs> so like three or four of us went out to the back patio and just like dropped this wine glass from you know about head height and it just smashed and we all went well shows them and went back inside <laughs> and then the next morning i remember coming out and i was like oh good party and then i went out and saw the glass and went that's a really good party that does sound like a pretty good party it was really fun uh so yeah breaking glass a lot of fun that reminds me of a satisfying glass breaking incident Mm. one time we went to the mall and we bought glass bottles full of glitter and then we drove to a quarry and Uh. we threw the glass bottles at a wall (laughs) that was very satisfying that was pretty satisfying breaking glass it's a lot of good yeah it's a lot of good yeah it's a ton of good it does a world of good to break some glass um I wonder, uh, do, it feels like glass blowing is the opposite of that. Like, because it's, is not, uh, a crystalline structure anymore. It can't be broken because you, you make, uh, you bring glass into, uh, well, I guess glass isn't crystalline either because no. it's glassy. It's amorphous. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell the people a little bit about what an amorphous structure is like? Uh, so it doesn't have like a repeating structure, like a crystal. Um, the molecule, so like a mean. crystal might go A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B. Um, whereas glass might go like A, B, B, A, B, A, A, B. And then it goes A. And then it hits the jukebox. <laughs> and then <laughs> One, it works. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, glass. Um. <laughs> Todd glass, Ira glass, <laughs> Philip glass, go. <laughs> Well, it's Philip Glass, so you just keep going. Todd Glass, Hourglass, Philip Glass, go. Todd Glass, Hourglass, Philip Glass, go. Todd Glass, Todd Glass, Philip Glass, Hourglass, go. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. It's a uh, name minimalism. Just people named <laughs> Glass. <laughs> uh, additionally, um, it's not just that the order is, is whatever. It's also like uh, it may be uh, not necessarily spaced. And each, each of those letters may be oriented not necessarily with the same gap in between, too, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it all like, uh, I don't know. What does it make it? Who knows? Amorphous. Amorphous. There it is. (laughs) Back in a moment. Encyclopedia Brunch.
uh-oh, kids, here during the break, we're confused. Where did Trundle go? Can you find Trundle in the shell game? Where is he? Could be anywhere. Oh, it's mixing. It's mixing. Point to where you think Trundle is and see if you can beat your sister at this. That's right! You did it! He was under the right one. We'll be back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. Ah, and that concludes the seventh inning stretch of this baseball game of a podcast. <laughs> we sang a whole thing, right? Yeah. Or we do we do that up. now? We said, uh, God bless Podmerica. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, someone we came out. We made a sacrifice at the altar of Dave Shumka. Right. And uh, uh, Jimmy Pardo came out and threw out the first bit. <laughs> Ah, uh, what a day for a uh, pod game. Paul game? Who knows? Pod Who game? Moving pod on. game sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, do you want to play a little pod game? No, no. <laughs> uh, it involves cutting off your Van Gogh style. And you know what else makes interesting impressionist art? Glass blowers. Here we are talking about glass blowers. You know, I had one more fun glass structures fact. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> What? <laughs> just no, I just had a lot of a lot of syllables. Sure, sure came out there. You know what it was? It, it, it was like you have one syllable, you think you only have one, but then it turns out it's four or five. Yeah, it was very much like a glassy amorphous sentence structure. Oh, it really was. Yeah. It really was. And I think that's important. So anyway, new facts. Yeah. So over the course of like 10, 20 years, like you might find a window pane gets harder to open and close over time because over time, because the glass structure is amorphous, there's nothing keeping it rigid and in place, and it moves, but it just moves very slowly. And so the glass slowly slides down so it's thicker at the bottom than it is at the top. Mm. And and it is not true that it is a pseudo-liquid. It's just that it's a solid that moves, right? Yeah, it's just a solid that moves. Oh, it's too bad. It is, however, liquid uh, when heated up, and then you use a blowpipe, and then there's three furnaces. Um so my understanding is there's just uh you get your molten glass that's called the furnace, and mm-hmm. the second is uh you you pull it out with the blowpipe you do a little bit of working you're gonna get some weird shapes and so if you want to heat it back up to like get it more liquidy in between steps you stick it in what is called the glory hole and I have found Chris. no no traces of irony in the Wikipedia about this this is just <laughs> the thing we're saying like it's normal. Well, uh, but this is why we do the show, right? <laughs> Yeah. To bring light to these oversights. <laughs> to talk about the glory hole. Hey, if... you know what jokes I don't want to make right now? Jokes about glory holes because they're gross. Sorry, I don't want to do it. I just like, I wonder, I wonder, I, I, I was not able to figure out any like etymology there. Like, did they call it a glory hole? Because I don't know. I don't know where, which direction it went. Like, was it called a glory hole? And then whoever decided to like, you know, come up with the concept for bathrooms, uh, were they completely unrelated? Was it parallel evolution? Yeah. People were just like, well, here's a hole and I'm feeling pretty glorious. Anywho, the third one is called a, a, an annealer. Um, and that's to slowly cool the glass because um, as... I will say this. I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this is important. Is this going to be a body joke about annealing? 
No, no, no. I want to go back to Glory Hole because I did think of a Glory Hole joke I did want to make. Okay. I would say that the truck stop Glory Hole is better named. What do you mean? I think it's a Glory Hole is a better name for that than an oven that you heat up glass in. It's not 100% clear to me if this was a joke about Glory Holes is all. It's more of a comment. Yeah, okay, that's fair. It's a review (laughs) of the words. And their appropriateness, sure. Short, the question for the uh, concept reviewer is, did it do what it set out to do? How well does this glory hole meet its own goals? I would say, who wore it better? Truck stop glory holes. (laughs) I mean, they don't have a panache, but that certain... uh, that, that kind of just fun punkiness. You know, it's like Kesha. Yeah. It's like, yes, this isn't high class, but like, we're having fun with it. It's it's just a good name for what it is. It's just Kesha. well named. Yeah, with a dollar At sign least, in but, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I wouldn't call a glass blowing oven? Kesha. <laughs> I don't know. I could kind of see it. I Honestly, if you were like, and the third furnace is called a Kesha, I'd be like, yeah, sure. It's probably some Scottish That sounds thing. right. Okay, yeah. fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, Why did they put the dollar sign that in, though? That would be a little inexplicable. Because that's where the money comes. Just ask Dale Trigouli. Just ask. So, the what mad is the pirate. cash oven called? <laughs> it's called an annealer. Uh, annealing okay. is a process of slowly cooling something so that its uh, much better name material structure sets up in uh, a way that we want it to. Okay. Um, you and I were talking before the show uh, about annealing, and we both sort of remembered roughly what it was, like mm-hmm. from material science courses we've taken mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know something i'm struggling with here is like this is interesting right but i don't like like i don't care that much i don't know i had the same trouble with uh material science too like i'm like oh yeah look you could heat and cool iron different ways and it has different results and this drove glass as well okay i don't know why don't i care <laughs> Because it doesn't affect you in any way. Uh, it hasn't stopped me in a lot of these other things. That's true. I don't know. I, it's just, it feels, yeah, I feel like we just fell off a cliff a little bit, honestly. Mm, maybe. Because, like, I don't know. It's like that episode of Encyclopedia Brunch where Trundle went missing. Oh, yeah, that was scary. But then we, we found like, him under but the... But Trundle's under the shelves. Yeah. But, like, Trundle's always been there the whole time. Like, right. we expected Trundle to stay. I feel like that's just what happened when you admitted that you didn't care. Yeah. Maybe we that's... expected Tim to always care. But maybe that was too much pressure for Tim. <sighs> yeah, maybe it's just, like... I, I don't know. I think I think when Trundle went missing, I think that really changed a lot of the magic here. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. Like, how do you think... Where do we even start finding trundle i always thought that like he was just kind of like a scrappy annoying sidekick but now i'm just like i'm really concerned i just i think i don't know i uh, sometimes a shared enemy can bring co-hosts together <laughs> this is where we reveal that we hate trundle <laughs> oh he burns me up, up with him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy <laughs> oh no well listener oh <laughs> You know, oh, Trundle! You're here! Yay! I still think I can hear him out there on the wind. Just... <laughs> but then I turn around and he's not there. It's just a mirage, Catherine. 
yeah, he was translucent. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Trundle's such a complicated character. Well, listeners, we ask you, we're about to take a little break to go find Trundle. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can solve the uh, the mystery based on several clues that have been laid out in this and previous episodes, find mm-hmm. where Trundle is and you'll win the big reward when we come back for our next season in, uh, I don't know, a few weeks? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, about three weeks. Let's say it'll... I expect it would take us about three weeks to find Trundle. Yeah, what's what's your average Trundle finding time? Three weeks. You call <laughs> I looked the... at the stats. Mm-hmm. I looked at some reviews. <laughs> some strongly worded reviews about some glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> this glass blowing glory hole did not do what I expected it to. Oh no, do not mess up the glory holes. This is very important. Oh, no. Ugh, too hot. Too hot. I was at a truck stop. I inserted the glass into the gl- <laughs> hole labeled glory hole. The molten glass. <laughs> I just heard screaming. Oh. Hey, glory Who's holes that? aren't real, right? Are they? They're not real. Uh, I think it's an urban legend. I think the. The world's a horrifying place. Uh, yeah, probably. Well, listeners, we have to go find Trundle. Uh, we'll be back in about three weeks. And uh, I don't know. Hey, you find your own glory hole. And your own Trundle. I don't know. Sounds like a mess. <laughs> Isn't it fun how I promised I wouldn't make any jokes about glory holes and now it's all I can do? It's super anyway, fun. Well, I'll miss you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll miss glory hole, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, Saying goodbye. Yep. Here we are. Okay, that's Captain Kogan over there. Bob's over here. Bye. 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 <laughs> <gasps> Trundle.